Welcome to The Manual, a deep dive on the reverse side of one's beliefs and value systems, focusing on what you think versus what you thought. And now, here's your host, Cleve Wasey. Hey, greetings and welcome back to The Manual. I hope all is well and you have been doing your best to put your best self forward. Uh, it's been a while, as I always say, it's been a while. So uh, again, um, I apologize for not giving consistent content, but um, I'm really trying to navigate uh, my new normal, which is getting all these classes, which I regrettably uh, <laughs> uh, have to admit that um, has been taking up a lot of my time, plus trying to make a living as well. So thank you for being with me. Thank you for still connecting with the show. Thank you for still reaching out and getting to get some great talk offline uh, for those who do that. Thank you so much. Thank you for all the new listeners. Again, the manual is now brought to you by Maddie Ice Media. We can be found on that platform, MaddieIceMedia.com. Uh, feel free to check out the other podcasts that are featured, such as Soulfully Casual, uh, The Manual, of course, um, Cotton and Rocket Ship, Political Football, and the like. So please, 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 please subscribe and um, give us a listen. So, I'm back, um, obviously, and uh, I I would want to hear from you guys to see how things are going. So please feel free to email me at cleveland.wason at gmail.com. Again, first name, last name, dot last name at gmail.com. And I would love to connect and get some of your questions again. It's been a, a year, a little over a year. I think I started this podcast back in March of 2020, I believe. And now we are in... In uh, May of 2021, uh, some things have changed, some things have not, but we, you know, we're all plugging along, and and it's been a arduous, arduous battle, and and I know that um, some of us are weary, self included, raising my hand here, but um, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad we're all kind of still together, and we're, you know, some of us have really gotten closer, um, family, friends, uh, and then some obviously have become distant in the chasms that's created by society. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today is, 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 uh, it's kind of, it kind of encompasses cancel culture versus super high sensitivity feelings and our identities as they are being, um, manipulated and forged by other influences. Uh, which brings me to the first part of the conversation, which is the influencers that I see on Instagram and obviously Facebook and, and some of the other, um, social media platforms that exist. And when I say influencer, I am talking about someone who is paid, uh, to basically kind of sway your opinion about a product, an idea, or lifestyle or whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm a trainer. I'm in the fitness world. I'm very uh, staunch advocate of fitness and things of that nature. And I see a lot of the, I follow a lot of pages um, for content based on workouts and, and some of the things that, that, that kind of interest me. But I also uh, try to stay away and avoid some of the content that peddles a lot of unproven methods and, and unproven products, supplements of, of that things. Disclaimer, as a trainer, um, your trainer should not subscribe or, I'm sorry, prescribe anything uh, for you um, that they're using. Now, you know, you're free to ask about, you know, what do you use or what do you think is, you know, beneficial um, when it comes down to, because there is a science behind a lot of the stuff that your body needs to create um, function and muscle and and performance, but there's a lot of things that um, that can be created naturally by just eating or or ingesting, you know, certain things like fish oil or whatever it is. But there's certain 
other there's other things that exist in the marketplace that really doesn't have um any value to you it just looks great it sounds great it's packaged great but really doesn't do anything for you so you're influenced air quotes to um subscribe to a a a product that it's really not doing anything for you and and they're getting paid a lot of money um some of some of the things i see sometimes um are a little bit disturbing um for the for the most part because it gives us false sense of reality of of what this product is intended to do uh for you but again it's, it's in the realm of being you're being influenced to uh to be um brought into the fold to purchase uh, said product or said program or said lifestyle so when you know when you see an influencer doing something and this person's got like you know 190,000 followers they've only you know probably posted 200 uh posts it, that tells you something about you know when their content is being um, brought to you and it's probably not of their doing, they're probably contracted to get you this kind of thing. So not picking on anyone that's making a living doing this. I mean, again, the uh, the social media platforms have created, you know, thousands of jobs and it's, it's probably created a couple of new millionaires, to be honest with you, or a, co- or a couple of millionaires or a few millionaires are probably created more wealth for themselves, use a lot utilizing these these platforms so it's great you know i'm not um i'm not shitting on someone's someone's livelihood but i am kind of concerned about the influence that you have on someone um whether they're young old healthy not healthy or whatever you have this this power to influence them to to kind of uh live a certain way when it may not be sustainable for a diet or it may not be sustainable for just you know lifestyle period um which that brings me to 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 some some kind of uh, I don't even know if this is funny anymore, but we as a society, and I'm talking we as the collective, we have gotten fucking soft or whatever it is. Uh, I was reading an article uh, not too long ago about the the reopening of Disneyland in California, and on the um, Snow White ride, I believe it is, uh, people were very upset about. Uh, the end of the ride where I guess it's an adventure and Snow White is, you know, we all know the book from, you know, little kids, whatever, was kissed um, by the prince to be woken up by Prince Charming to be woken up. I don't know if she was dead or, you know, sleeping. I remember the spell with the apple, all that kind of stuff. But again, she's kissed to be woken out of his sleep and people got upset because she was she was kissed without her consent. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, she was just kissed. It was a kiss on the lips, a quick peck, as I remember the movie or, or the book. It wasn't um, sexual assault, is what people are alleging. But yeah, she was kissed without her accents, uh, uh, consent. So now it's this big thing, and I'm like, man, do you not have anything to do? That that you just troll around and and you find things offensive now, that are that are you know commonplace. That was a story you know years and years ago. Uh, from generations ago that has been, you know, time tested. And I see, no, I see nothing wrong with that. You know, I could see the Pepe Le Pew thing where a little ultra aggressive. Yeah. I mean, now looking at that as a full blown adult, I'm like, wow, that, that was kind of messed up that he was just, you know, attacking these, um, these cats that he, they, he thought were skunks or whatever. But, you know, again, I just, I just kind of like realized like, we are living in a society that's super like where everything bothers us. Everything bothers us. I remember telling a friend 
uh, one time that I don't watch the Flintstones, Flintstones or Jetsons because uh, no other races existed in the um, in the genre at the time. And I guess that might have been a test of the time of, of you know, how things were produced. But I, I always said to myself as as a little nine year old, hey, there's no black people in the past or the future. That's kind of weird. So I, I stopped watching watching that. Um, but I wasn't upset about it to the point where I, I got on a soapbox and like, oh, my God, this this has to end or this has to stop. But everyone's getting ultra, ultra sensitive about every little damn thing that goes on. And there's so many things that you could um, be offended by. And 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 just as a, a note here. Um, a lot of a lot of good has come out of cancel culture, I guess, to even say that there is good in that, um, that certain practices and certain certain like things, uh, discriminatory practices have been abolished or it's been uh, the light has been so brightly shed upon them that it just doesn't really exist anymore or you, you get called out. But I think about all the private conversations that we have, you know, in our bedrooms, in our living rooms, um, in the gym. Uh, on the basketball court, on the golf course, in the hot tub, in the steam room, where someone's looking at you or listening to you or you listening to them, vice versa, and you're saying to them, wow, that, that's a little outdated. Don't you think that's that's very Neanderthal of you to think that way? But again, we're being influenced about how we should feel about things, how we should react to things, how we should you know, be motivated. How should we be demotivated? How, how we should chill? You know, one of the things I used to advocate against, and I still do to this day, is that when children are, are hyperactive, that you don't medicate them. Um, every kid has to get a outlet, have an outlet, have a way to, to dispel that energy without having to be uh, lulled in, into a, a sedated state where they can't respond to stuff. They have to take medication. I can't tell you how many children that I've met and trained that tell me, you know, they're basically 13, 14, 15 years old and they're telling me about the medication that they're taking. I'm like, wait a minute, you take how many medications for what? Oh, for my anxiety, for my compulsive disorder, for my uh, OCD, for, you know, uh, to bring me down. I'm like, whoa, you know, is another, is it, is there another way? But again, they're being influenced by these doctors. They're being influenced by whoever um, to just say, you know what? The easy out is uh, put them on this and they'll be fine. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know enough science behind if that helps or not. But I do know as a consumer, as a um, advocate for health, that there's there is another way. There's another way to treat certain things. Uh, anxiety and things of that nature that have been proven that have been proven scientifically through through exercise and, and, and the like that may help. Now, again, I don't know the intricacies of how deep the rabbit hole goes with certain things that you have to be medicated for, but I just find it that, you know, we take everything for the gold standard. We take everything as, okay, well, my doctor said this, and I'm like, well, did you get a second opinion? You know, it's funny that we can get a second opinion about buying a car. We get a second opinion about purchasing a home. But when it comes to our health and wellness, when it comes to being medicated or not, we pretty much go with the first thing that we're told. We're, we go with the prescription that's being handed to us versus saying, hey, can I explore another option here? Can I, can I you know, get something else done before we go down this road? Because once I'm on this medication, I can't get off of it. And, and so goes the, the uh, winding road of disaster, pending disaster with that. But again, we live in a society where you know, mental health is not addressed on a uh, on a level that I think 
um, speaks to how the treatment and the engagement is, is is done. You know, most of the time that we hear about these mass shootings, we we kind of hear about the mental health struggle that this person was going through and, and in the lack of help and resources that are that are for them. You know, the most I guess the, the travesty of it is like the all of the homeless um, uh, vets that are out there, which I believe that if you if you serve this country, um, especially like wartime and you've gone overseas to fight and this, that and the other. You should never have to pay taxes again, ever. You should never have to worry about where to live. You should never have to worry about where your next paycheck is coming from. And you should never have to worry about, you know, if you are suffering from PTSD, that you that you can't be treated properly. You can't be assigned someone that that can help you and assist you in, in having a normally functioning life. Now, the argument on the other side would be, oh, well, they chose this. They, you know, they signed up for this or, you know, they volunteered, air quotes, to do this so it this this was what comes with it i get that so don't don't jump down uh you know the stairs with daggers on me but again you know if you if you've done that the choice is yours but then the choice should be okay since you've done that we can help you in this way you know we're we we take a lot of things and, and and when i speak of the we i always speak of the collective we take a lot of things for granted in our society and we take a lot of things uh on on hindsight you know we spent more time you know putting decisions on what to wear right and where to live and where to work and what to drive and what to eat right but we don't take enough time to think about what's good for Clee, what's good for you know what's good for jennifer what's good for eric what's good for for matt you know we 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 don't tend to we get told what to do when it comes to certain things other things we get to make decisions based on you know what's presented to us um and we have to make a a best decision based on economic um circumstance and 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 financial standings in in most of what we do but for the most part you have a choice in what you what information you take in and what and what you do with it what you where you go with it you know how you feel about um who you're going to vote for obviously the you know these things are are heavily campaigned and when they when they use the word campaign people don't think about everything is campaigned to us everything is campaigned to us how we should feel about a candidate how we should feel about you know living in a certain area how we should feel about the taxes in another state versus another state how we feel about you know the team that we root for how, you know what organizations does that team support as far as charities how do we you know how how we're influenced and again we're we're guided you know we've slowly become more and more sheepish in our approach to our lives because everything is based on you know is this decision made by cleave or is this decision made by you know a company telling me what to do uh i watched a uh a disney plus movie um soul uh a couple weeks ago and uh, as disney movies go they're they're always great um, the problem I have with Disney sometimes, and I shouldn't say problem, but I have that's the best word I can come up with right now, is that I don't know if this content for, is for children. Is it intended for a child to watch this? Obviously, uh, I would hope that they are making uh, movies and, and productions that are, that are encompassing of the family to watch. But in watching Soul, it was very, uh, I wouldn't say hard to follow, but it was, um, if I'm, I'm trying to think of my eight-year-old self watching this like what i understand what they're talking about now they did a very clever way of not introducing religion into the whole death barrier to paradise or hell but it, it it was kind of like you know 
if someone is religious, if someone is in a religious home, you know, how would they how would they look at what they're being told on Sunday in church versus watching this this um, this production? It says, oh, well, in church, they say you die, you go right to heaven and there's no midway and all of this kind of stuff. And then you're like you're watching this and you're you know, obviously it's a fictional work, but you're like, well, damn, that's another way to look at things. You know, did I get trapped on Earth or I want to go back to my body or whatever it is? Spoiler alert. Sorry if anyone hasn't seen so. But great movie um, amongst my, you know, Disney movies, probably not one of my highest ones that I would watch even watch again. Um, I, you know, I'm a Toy Story guy, admittedly. Uh, I think those and again, those are those to me are geared the themes are more adult than they are for children but not straying off topic um everything makes us cringe now everything makes us um kind of feel like we need to act out um currently what's going on in the sports world and you can hear this on political football hosted by myself maddie ice and dave um please check us out on um you know on our platform and we talked about the Aaron Rodgers thing, and we've been talking a little offline with it, online, offline, and I'm pretty sure we're going to address it again at some point, maybe on Tuesday's show that's coming up. But the, you know, not picking on Aaron Rodgers, but picking on anyone, um, if you are a brand or, or you work for a brand, vice versa, intricate, whatever, how you want to, how you want to put that together, you know, you're an ambassador of something, um, and you know, there, I believe there's ways of acting on and around and about your business how you how, even if you're being treated you think unfairly there's a way to express and articulate that without looking like like a child basically like you know you're you're just doing things to uh help the process along but you're doing things in a, in a fashion where you're auditioning for another situation so it's hard for for me to say to someone well i understand that you're in a in an environment that doesn't foster your growth but i also understand that the way you've handled that um if we're bringing you on to our organization or bringing it to into our family uh how are you going to act when things don't go your way with us will we you know suffer the same same things that you're doing so it's very hard to um to do that because perception and 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 projection or you know obviously two different things and how you how you project your feelings about something in and and your perception of why you're projecting the way you are are two different things and it's and it's sometimes hard to marry those two ideals this it's hard to put that together for someone that says okay take out the emotion let's put in the the, the part of it where you have a real a real grievance and you are professionally uh expressing how you want to rectify or eliminate or you know, get rid of what you want, you know, this relationship, you know, is it fractured to the point of, you know, we can't mend fences and then we have to go on, you know, or, or, you know, do we kind of just go about business as usual and let, and let this thing just deteriorate to, to no end. But again, you know, someone is influencing and that's the kind of the word of today's podcast. Someone is influencing, whether it's, it's directly, indirectly, um, you know, his decision to act the way he's acting about about what's going on and again it's his decision it's his predicament it is his life so you know obviously who am i to tell him how to deal with that because i don't know the ins and outs of it but i do get to see it on stage because you know it's it's now out in the public realm for consumption it is what it is so we have to make our decisions 
and what we're being influenced by, whether it's for or against this person, um, you know, pleading their case to to get what they want to get. Um, when you're when you raise children, right, when you raise children, you are the probably the biggest influencer that they have because you're immediately in their household and you're with them pretty much all, all the time as they kind of grow up. So they kind of get to see an example of of how you act. What do you, you know what you do? What does mom and dad do when they fight? What does mom and dad do when they're loving to each other? What does mom and dad do to to keep the house? I'm sorry, the roof over our heads. What does mom and dad do to protect us from from things that happen outside the home to protect us from predators and all that kind of good stuff? Right. So you kind of mold and bring someone along. Then here comes society, which is telling you, you know, oh, that's wrong. Or, you know, this is wrong. As a kid, I got spanked um, for things that I did wrong, whether that's right or wrong. Raising a child, that's not up to me necessarily. Um, If you ask me as a kid, did I feel that was right? Depending on what I did, I was I wasn't a bad kid, but I wasn't a good kid either. I was kind of like middle of the road, got into my fair shit of bullshit, but nothing alarming because I knew that the punishment, the consequences of acting out. So I just kind of stayed in line for most of it. And every once in a while, if I deviate, I got my ass kicked. It was what it was. But actually to me, and again, speaking for me, not for anyone else, it, it made me aware of how I project and what my perception was of crime and punishment okay we get we get told all the time now um especially with some of these um these mass shootings and these police shootings and things of that nature uh how you act is possibly you know how it's gonna go you know i don't know what compliance is watching some of this uh this stuff nowadays so i i wouldn't know if you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing if you're getting out of the vehicle if you're staying in the vehicle if your hands are too intense if your hands are in the air if the keys are out of the ignition i don't know what the, <laughs> what it is now I, I i i don't know i would love for someone to tell me what it is but because of what i see i am i am now um engineering myself to to respond uh in a way which Probably I wouldn't, you know, but I'm being influenced by how the media, you know, puts it up or how we talk about it in the circles that we that we interact with, how these things are done. You know, influencing is a very it's a very kind of a tricky, slippery slope type of thing. And I don't want to get out of over my skis here, but I do want to, you know, caution people, um, you know, the things that you the 10 the 10 uh, years ago person that you are. It's not the same person, most likely, who you are today. You know, when I was 37, I probably thought different about certain things. I, I, things that didn't really impact me, uh, you know, in a certain way. But now, 47, I, I think totally different because I've seen in those 10 years, I've seen a lot of things um, develop over time. And I'm like, OK, you know what? As a young man, even when I was 27 or 17, I thought a lot different than I do now. You know, I I. I kind of see things differently. I understand things a little better or I understand things to be like, well, why is that even a thing? Why is that? Like, why do people subscribe to that? Or why does, you know, why does one just speak up against it? But now it's like in trying to have fairness and equality and and inclusion, it's become a very, very arduous task to please everyone because someone, someone somewhere is going to be like, hey, my steak is not cooked to the temperature of of this you know i remember 
uh, going into uh, a Burger King um, a couple of years back before the pandemic. Um, and, I, and I tried their garden burger. I'm not a big fast food person, but I actually wanted to try this garden burger or this veggie burger, whatever they have. The, uh, it was the Whopper. Um, and I remember liking it to some extent and getting it, you know, sometimes if I'm in a crunch trying to get to work. And I remember someone um, telling me, uh, you know, chatting in the store, telling me about you make sure that they don't cook it with the other uh, burger. Now, I don't eat red meat. I've stopped eating red meat when I was 17 years old. Um, it's a very long time ago. But I didn't think I'm not one of those people that if my if my veggie burger touches a grill that a beef burger was on, I'm going to freak the fuck out. And I guess there was an instance or instances where this happened and people were super upset about it. I mean, it, it became like a thing. And I'm like, wow, you know, I guess we have things that we're passionate about and then we have things that we just you know, we just feel so indifferent to and so bad about that. We got to like, we got to get on the highest mountaintop to, to let everyone know that we, that we feel that we were wronged, you know, you know, when, um, most of us listening to me, uh, our first jobs was in retail. Um, I didn't work retail per se. My very first real job was, I worked as a stock boy in a, in a fabric store in college and, you know, customer service was part of it or whatever, but, you know, we always were, you know, pretty much preached to that customer. You know, the customers are always right, no matter what. And to some extent, I, I see that business model. I, I see why we do that, because we want repeat business. We want referral business. And we want to, you know, pretty much have everyone have the same experience or a better experience than they had last time they, they've patroned our place. But sometimes people, some people are so... Uh, I don't even know what the word I can use here. They're so like, they're so hypersensitive about everything that, you know, we've all seen things in, in, in our lives where we're in a Starbucks or we're in a Walmart or we're in a Target or someplace. And someone is so upset that the line, like the lines are so long and there's only two registers open. And, you know, maybe someone called out and, and this poor crew has to work. And we're like, well, I have to go. I have to be somewhere. And I'm like, well, you have a choice of not purchasing your item here, but I get it. You spent time coming into the store, walking around, and you get to the register, and it's 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 filled up. That's why I think that's why there's so many automated registers now that you can just go to a, a self checkout and do your thing. But some people will opt to still go online to have the human interaction, and pretty much just go like go off about the service they finally get up to the the person the person you know is checking them out and they're complaining about oh my god you know you guys only have one right i'm like just get your shit and get the fuck out of my like i just i just wish there was a day and i used to always say this i wish there was a day in the world and they declare it a day of just being yourself it's be yourself day it's just you know and i'm not talking being malicious or being you know being you know a total jerk off but i'm talking about like you know if you're if you're a waitress or whatever and someone's giving you unholy demands about how to bring out their food, like you got to bring it out. You know, I, I don't want the potatoes touching the meat. I don't I'm like, you know what, lady, you can go back and have the chef do it for you. You know, that kind of shit. Like I would I would think that would probably be the most productive day. You know, like the Super Bowl is like the most non-productive day or week on the planet. The week of the Super Bowl, like it's no one works because everyone's in these suicide pools and all this shit. It's that. I think that would be the most productive day ever 
in the history of mankind because everyone would like I'm going to work today. Today's be yourself day. I want to I want to show up and just fucking be myself today. You know? And again, it's like the purge. It's like that one night you try to kill all your neighbors and then the next day, "Hey Jim, how you doing? Uh, I need to borrow your lawnmower." <laughs> this is great. It's awesome. But <laughs> wrapping this up, um I guess my my thought out to you or my, you know, my my consumption thought is basically, you know, what are you influenced by? What what has changed or forges your opinions about things? Is it you now or is it the constant bombardment of things that we're seeing in, the, in this hypersensitive society that we live in um, where you're like, man, when did I start thinking like that? When did I start thinking that this was cool or, you know, I finally realized, man, that is kind of messed up because it, it, it now Im- impacts me. Everyone. Everyone is affected by things differently because uh, with the old, uh, it hits, this hits home, like this hits close to home. When it's something that, that directly impacts you, your family, your friends, your immediate circle, you think differently about it. You know, you think differently about police brutality until it happens to someone you actually know or it happens to you versus you see it, you know, on the media and you say to yourself, well, God, why didn't he just show his license and, and ended this thing or whatever? It's not always that easy. It's not always that that cut and dry or black and white. It is what it is. It's just, you know, until it happens to you, until you're accused of something, until you're, you know, until you're in a situation where you have to now defend yourself. Uh, you, you think that the most scariest thing for me is is being accused of something I didn't do. Because you hear about these cases where a, a person sat in prison for 30 years based, you know, uh, based on, you know, whatever happened in their trial. And, you know, it's clearly that they didn't do it possibly, but they get still get convicted and tried and all that kind of good stuff. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, you know, that is super scary. But society, again, it, it teaches us, you know, when to stand up and when not to stand up. I, I feel like now I'm super confused. You know, are you, you know, when you think about this, I hope that you can have this conversation that we're having um, with your family and friends to, to kind of say, well, you know, what what uh, what kind of grinds your gears? What kind of makes, you know, your world go around? Thank you for choosing the manual and thank you for listening to me. And thank you for being patient as always. I really appreciate everyone that listens to the show. I appreciate everyone that writes in. I appreciate my interactions with people who I've met uh, uh, from doing this um, that have become pretty good friends of mine now. But again, feel free to hit me up. Um, check out MattyIceMedia.com and look for great content. Thank you and enjoy your weekend. The Manual is exclusively owned by Cleve Wason and is brought to you by Matty Ice Media.